Welcome to the weekend show with Medium J. Uh, right now, I'm like really hyper focused on uh, this background. Like the background I have kind of sucks now. Now that I think about it, getting kind of tired of looking at cats and dogs all the time, man. Makes me want to punch a cat in its fucking mouth. You know what I mean? Makes me want to yank a dog by its tail. Uh, but today, you know, today's episode, we're going to get back into a little bit of the news. You know, I know before the podcast has been all over the place. So we're going to, today we're going to get back into a little bit of a, some actual news, right? For the people at home, people, wait, if you, if you get your news from me, kill yourself. <laughs> Over the weekend, it was Easter Friday, uh, or no, sorry, Easter Monday, Good Friday weekend. Uh, and over this weekend, you know, a lot of shit happened. Uh, the CRA employees were fed up this weekend. Apparently working one season a year to do taxes was so troublesome that the government union is planning to go on strike. Now, the act, this is real. The CRA actually, all the employees are starting to unionize, and they're, they're threatening... Canada with a strike of at least, I think I seen in the news, it was 135 or 33,000 employees, like a bunch of employees that are going to go on strike. And this strike would, well, the strike would effectively, you know, make tax season a lot more burdensome for uh, my fellow Canadians, right? The union is seeking wage increases. Uh, more flexibility on remote work and improved job security and work-life balance. So, they, I guess they want more freedom. They're kind of fucking tired. A lot of the, t- you know what I mean? Especially now, since the pandemic, they have to account for all those checks that people have gotten. There's people, there's people in, like, new uh, income levels. Like, they've, if you just came out of high school, you know what I mean? With working an entry-level job at a bookstore, you know what I mean? Part-time on weekends while you're taking school classes or whatever. Taking Or whatever, you just got a, a new job and it's a part-time job. And in the pandemic, you got checks two grand every, what, week or two? Every two weeks? You got two to four grand every month, easily, just stack checks for absolutely nothing which inflated your net income of that year and the, like the pandemic for most canadians was probably the most amount of time that they made that money it was ridiculous seeing people that are on welfare people that just got out of high school people that literally haven't worked a day in their life making more money than trained professional like truck drivers making more money than uh, like mid-level like supervisors at uh, warehouses making more money than your local teachers making you know, that's why so many people suffered these dudes were making money and I think uh, I mean it all comes back around because now a lot of people have to account for it and no one knows exactly if they even have to pay it back yet I think my buddies my buddy took a lot and George I mean he took a lot of it and he put all of that money into fucking the casino. <laughs> he, he put literally government COVID relief checks into the fucking machine, dude. Uh, it was fun as fuck to watch him. It was fun to fuck to hang. It's fun as fuck to hang out with him because he lived life like a fucking rock star for literally never having done anything in his job. He never worked more than a, a week in his life, and this guy is blowing hundreds of dollars a day just just nothing like just i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna buy 500 dollars worth of lottery tickets like that was his business goal like he's like all right i'm gonna hit the lottery now like these free checks just supplement my lottery and alcohol you know addiction it was funny man and yeah so uh understandably the CRA someone has to account for it and it's fucking bird it's it's a burden it's tiresome to try to figure out how to really uh you know because there's no real like you got can't really do taxes on relief funds given to the public without their consent they did we didn't a lot of people didn't know that they were 
even supposed to pay these back, right? But it all comes back around, and there's trying to find out the I guess legal loopholes for everything, and just it, it, a lot of the time it doesn't feel right, I guess, for these government workers. But the strike could potentially disrupt tax filing, right? And uh, it goes to show even the government unions are treated poorly, right? Like they're complaining about work, you know, the work flexibility. They're trying to get, they're not paid correctly because it's the union is seeking wage increases. And they've gotten so used to working from home. I mean, you know, it's like you just might as well stay at home, right? Now, I filed my taxes with H&R Block, and they took literally three weeks. This is a little inside baseball, if you will. They took three weeks just to file my paperwork, just to put it in there. Haven't gotten the, the fund yet, the refund yet. Probably come next month or next month mid the end of the month so taking a literally two months just to fucking get the money back on my taxes took almost a, yeah almost a month just to file it the first day i had my appointment we scheduled this appointment right they said come in for four o'clock they double booked they had another person waiting already in my position in my slot and it was four o'clock and they close on f at five o'clock and it was a sunday it was ridiculous. I waited a whole 45 minutes and stayed three hours past when they were closed. Just for them to tell me it's going to be a long process. Eh, three weeks long. You know what I mean? I had a lot of paperwork I had to hand into, And there's a lot of adjustments I had to make over the years of my self-employed business. But it was... Uh, they, but nonetheless, even if I had everything together, they were frantically panicking because they were way too like bogged down with so much business, so many people filing their taxes all at the same time, right? It's tax season. But again, it's the one, it's the one thing they do a year, everybody's taxes. And it's a drag and drop thing, right? Like... If I'm not mistaken, aren't the tax? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, aren't the ta uh, aren't taxes the easiest thing to do in the world? Like, just copying. You're just dragging and dropping, copying and pasting people's numbers. Are right, you made this much this year? Put it in that thing. You got any written things to write off? And even if it's a business, and they tr regular taxes, a couple hundred bucks. Business, you know. I mean, you're brand, you know. A couple hundred bucks and then some right on top of the original fee of and it's literally just taking their write-offs and business expenses and put you know combating them against the income for taxes for tax purposes add a percentages add a percentage into it and fucking that's it divide by two or whatever the fuck if you have a spouse or a caregiver you know you get the child taxes all the little forms it literally is just whatever forms they have go in to the system and you plug it in you plug in numbers it's number crunching man and these overzealous number crunchers are up in arms saying that their wrists hurt because they've been working so hard this season news slash bitch ass accountants part-time slash seasonal workers for fucking carnies and traveling hobos not government finances and accountings you can't just, ah, oh, you know, it was, what were you doing all Christmas? What were you doing all fucking last year? You're chilling in the Bahamas. You do not, they do nothing all year round. The, the guys at H&R Block, they're literally sitting there with their thumb up their ass when it's not tax season, guaranteed. Any on the offshoot that somebody comes in real late doing their taxes, that's like maybe 10% of the population. You got 10% of the of people. 90% of them file like on time, most likely. I'm just making these statistics up for the effect and, and the joke. But you got to be real with yourself. These losers have literally one season of hard work. Everything else is a cakewalk, dude. And and to be honest, it's number it's numbers into a, into a computer. You're doing an ex, Excel level. It's high school level number plugging and and you get paid those fucking CPAs for fucking H&R Block 
I, I paid six hundred dollars. I and the girl took so long. Like if she was, I don't know, service based based on tips, she'd get nothing. They 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 took so long to do my taxes. So the union, yeah, the union and CRA wants to push for remote work because I think some of the mouth breathing <laughs> CPAs never know. You, they never knew you could bring a laptop home and connect it to the internet and you'll be able to run TurboTax just fine. Ooh, I fucking hate accountants so much. And especially if they're the government, you know, official accountants. I hate them. I really do hate them. I think they're, uh, they, they got an overpaid job. It's just, like, I'm not, I, I stated I'm not doing my, I'm obviously went to, t I went to do my taxes, but the character medium, Jay, he doesn't do taxes. He doesn't believe in it. He doesn't believe in giving the government any kind of, uh, it's, it's monitoring. You don't want it. You don't want the government monitoring you, do you, fellow folks at home? Me and Alex Jones are the last people to do our taxes. And Alex Jones is only not doing his taxes because he doesn't want to, doesn't want to eventually have to pay all of that $1 billion. He has to pay a billion dollars, eh? He still has to. He's still fitting the bill for a billion. But, like, again, do you want your taxes to go to more transsexual operations, dude? No. Do you want your taxes to go to Klaus Schwab's and Justin Trudeau so that if they can blow it on, on bullshit fucking New World Order propaganda? Do you want, do you want your fucking... Your taxes to go into a company that ends up buying your apartment block and pushing out all the low-income renters in order to gentrify the neighborhood? No. So what they, that's what the, that's a long, that's a long-winded speech about. That's that's a long thought, you know, mental gymnastics into getting into why tax accountants suck. They fucking suck. They ruin it. They jack up the. And nowadays everything's jacked up, you know, food, this, that, and the third. In all reality, tax accountants should have the same prices as weed, <laughs> weed dealers do, you know what I mean? Like, weed has always been $10 a gram. It's been for literally since the, since it came on the market back in 1912 or whatever the fuck people started smoking that bush whenever the fuck weed was, was you know brought up and someone said how much for this magical herb and the guy was like ten dollars and it stayed ten dollars to this day it's been ten dollars you just get and it's any kind of weed you, you can get the the best weed in town and you'd be like this dude uh, grows it specifically in like crystal fucking in a crystal lab made by a fucking you know made by brian cranston like a like it's like a meth lab level or gus friend pay, paid for by gus friend you know what i mean like a perfectly genetic you know engineered to perfection genetic magnificent genetic specimen of weed and the other guy's like yeah ten ten dollars a gram it's gonna be ten dollars it's gonna stay ten dollars and i think taxes should stay at a rate you go in there you pay fifty dollars the dudes or girl is yeah i mean the, these were girls so they might they might be over inflating their prices for gender equality or something but i just i i don't think that it should be hundreds of dollars where you're paying for it for taxes especially because fuck it was such a poorly done job like it was just kind of like I was a number. I felt, I felt used and abused and man manipulated, you know? <sighs> but in complete honesty, I haven't been able to log into my CRA account. The actual account, right? <sighs> oh. CRA account is a government rev... Or no, sorry. CRA meaning... Canadian Revenue Agency. It's a government website, and it's so poorly managed that it makes MySpace look like it currently functions better than them. Like it makes MySpace looks like it currently functions better than fucking the CRA right now. 
and it has a smoother inter it has a smoother user interface and uh little side note this myspace actually stole my music right they swapped owners or whatever the hell happened to tom and like i think he got bought out or something and i guess it was that time like when changing like the digital music format from like everybody just stealing music to just switched over to like the Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff, sh- and the streaming platforms, and they started uh, getting licensing for music and making people actually pay for it, right? And instead of reworking the licensing agreements between all of the two dozen MySpace users at the time, you know, all the creators, they just nuked almost all of the musicians' music, because like my music is literally. It's up there. There's like about five or six tracks, and it's like five of the six tr- first tracks I've ever done in my life. And it'd be nice to have them, but like, I can't play them, I can't download them, and I can't access them. I can't do nothing, man. But it also may be because back in the early days of um, my fucking my medium, no, my back in the early days of Medium J, I recorded my songs on an iPod memo, like those iPod memo voice recorders. And uh, I, we didn't, me and, me and the boys didn't have microphones at the time, so we'd record on the, me and my brother, we'd record on the fucking old iPod fucking memos, get the voice notes. And obviously the beat sounds like trash over, over it, but you'd play the beat along with it. Then, I mean, you'd get the beat playing along with the thing, line it up in a video on a, in the video format on Movie Maker, crank up the volume with the beat and the fucking voice, uh, crank up the voice to the beat and add the beat on top of the vocals. Now, which normally, if you're a good musician, you never want to do that. <laughs> it's like the lowest bar of quality. Like, it's like, it's like no one would even think of that, right? But we had, I fucking, I had a bunch of music I wanted to fucking share and I wanted to put out there and I just had no clue and it's, you know, I was young, dumb, and full of cum, right? Had no idea about Because normally the goal is with vocals, you put on top of the instruments. You don't, want, you don't want the instruments on top of the vocals. And you're just like, you're like listening to a loud-ass beat trying to hear what the fuck somebody's saying. But that's essentially what we did. But we made it work, right? And, and yeah, people, you know, people in the community said they liked it or maybe they just said it because they thought they thought i was like the village idiot you know like the the dunce of the village they're just like oh yeah it's good he's trying out things you know what i mean like and you see when you see a mentally handicapped person shoot a basketball in a in a gym and you all everyone applauds even though it's even though it's like stuck in between the in between the backboards yeah uh yeah but the CRA website's so bad, man, that a majority of Canadian citizens legitimately can't even log into their own accounts and see tax info, updates, or government mail that they may possibly need. Hey, hey you owe the government $300. You got to pay up or else there's going to be, you know, there's going to be legal repercussions. Well, I can't. I couldn't. Why didn't you pay it? I couldn't get into the fucking account. I literally, I literally can't get it. It's been since 2019. I haven't been able to get into the CRA account to look at what I need to, like, if I, there's anything that, like, any sort of important government mail. Oh, the taxes last year were, came back and you actually were assessed or audited and you actually do owe, like, a couple hundred bucks or whatever, whatever it may be, can't access it. And I'm with a lot of uh, the majority of citizens that, haven't been able to access it for literally years. No, I don't know if it's what they're thinking, if it's like the excuses, the pandemic, the excuses that they've been so bogged down with finances or whatnot, but it, it might just be easier to deny all the citizens with horrible credit access to their accounts to see all the shady shit the government has been doing and plotting, you know what I mean? It might just be easier, right? Just like, oh, I don't even... Just take them off the record, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, we're adding to the national debt, debt deficit. So they're just like, ah, don't even, don't even, don't even acknowledge the lower forty percent of the citizens of uh, <laughs> the the lower half of people that just don't have the money and the means. Yeah, fuck it, just don't even count them. 
we're number one again. <laughs> Canadian, you know what I mean? That's how we get our our Canadian GP, you know, our numbers so high up. They just, they, no one can access the information. The guys, the guys going in to check out the, uh, I guess, growth country, the country's growth in GPD or whatever the fuck, the economic state, the, the official judge when he's doing the census, the world censuses. I can't get into Canada. Just take our word for it, man. We wrote it down on a piece of paper. Here you go. You know? <laughs> I think that's... I legitimately think that's how it's run in Canada. We're like Looney Tunes level politics, dude. It's a joke. It's a joke. People may think Biden is horrible and he's fucking incompetent. But, bro, our, at least our guy... He's young and can do things, and he still fails. He's young. He has his wits about him. He should. He's a fucking... He's a fucking politician. He should. He's he's the he's the fucking prime minister of Canada. He should be doing something right, but he doesn't. He doesn't do shit. He ain't shit. He never gonna be shit. Justin Trudeau's a piece of shit. Good. <laughs> he's dumb. He blows every chance he has at anything. He was supposed. To, how hard is it to fucking be a complete piece of shit asshole and start a world new world order? You know what I mean? You you gotta round up the you gotta round up the people and force them in the pods, dude. You can't you can't tell them that they're gonna love it. That's that's st step number one of uh, fucking evil dictatorship, and evil fucking tyranny. You don't tell the guys they're gonna enjoy it. You don't go. You don't give a fuck. You don't. You'll, you'll never in a million years see someone like Mao <laughs> go like, hey guys, listen. You're going to starve and you're going to love it. <laughs> Fidel Castro wasn't like, hey, listen, man. There's going to be a lot of death and murder. But trust me, the guys that are going to be alive, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love Hitler wasn't on the stage like, all right, Jews, listen up. There's a free train ride. <laughs> it just doesn't happen, man. That shit don't happen, dude. And just, you know, you fucking dubby. You're never going to. You're never going to. You're never going to get a bunch of fucking slaves in a pods and eating bugs and owning nothing and being happy and selling their private cars and all their privately owned shit and land because they're gonna think it's fun you know that was a horrible pitch dude that was a horrible pitch ain't nobody like that it's a joke man but not bit uh, transitions but <laughs> it's just transitions but not a bigger joke than the new Bud Light campaign. Bud Light has this girl, Dylan, I think it's Dylan Mulaney. Dylan Mulvaney. The Mulva. <laughs> fucking old Seinfeld bit. But Bud Light sets fire to their fucking core fan base. The alcoholic stepfather that beats your mom to feel like a man. Like, picture a typical Bud Light consumer. You know, it's a dude alone at the bar drinking. Or if he's not alone, he's with a group of frat bros yelling chug, chug, chug. While the anno very annoyed and possibly concerned waitress that was already hit on five times is there sitting in the corner shaking her head. You know what I mean? And it's they're, they're only on their first round of drinks and they are, they're already, someone already got their shirt off like it's Burt Chrysler, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The comedian Shane Gillis drinks Bud Light. Yeah, I'm wearing my Bud Light hat, by the way. Shouts out Bud Light. It's just, this is great content, man. Shouts out for nuke, nuking your sales, dude. I'm going to start investing in Bud Light. Hopefully, if price drops in stock. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the comedian Shane Gillis drinks Bud Light. Stone Cold Steve Austin looks like he would open up a pack and a, open up a pack of buds and also a can of no a can of buns bud and a can of whoop ass on his opponents right. And it's just it's, those are the people that they're not gonna be like I don't know they're not gonna be so supportive of uh, trans you know I mean the trans agenda that the government thinks everybody loves right. The typical Bud Light drinker is deeply. And insecure, he's you know, deeply insecure with his masculinity. You know what I mean? Like a, you're already drinking light beer. You, 
you, you, you get it from your buddies enough that you're not a you know you're not a man when you're drinking Bud Light, right? You know, and you feel like a girl. It's a light beer. Tastes like piss. Women drink. <laughs> women drink piss. It's basically women's common basically piss. It's, you know what I mean? You, you always feel kind of gay, actually. You know, side note this. You always feel kind of gay eating pussy. Because you got to do it delicately. Like, you can't just... Like, sucking dick is a manly thing. No homo. Sucking dick is like... You're, you're bobbing your head like a chicken. It's aggressive. There's a lot of stroking involved. There's a lot of spit going on. There's a... You know, you're, you're spitting. Spitting's a manly thing. I don't give a fuck. Fuck drinking bud, you know what I mean? It's just a manly when a chick does it like a porn star. It's very aggressive. It's very aggressive. It's a masculine thing to to suck cock, man. Now bear with me. Eating pussy, right? Very feminine. You're lick. There's a lot of licking. It's it's it seems like a delicacy. It's eating out. You know what I mean? Dining at the Y. It's very. Feminine, right? It's for her pleasure, right? There's a lot of tongue motions and the, the art. There, there's a lot of guys pass around the art of eating pussy, right? You all have your own way. And people go, each girl has her own set of skills. You can't eat you can't eat one pussy the same. It's like snowflakes, right? It's no, you can't eat one pussy the same, right? Pussy is like something where you you put your finger up in the air while you're eating. You put on a napkin, you know what I mean? You salt the pussy, you put whipped cream on the pussy. You do st- stuff with the pussy, you know what I mean? It's a delicacy, if you will. I forgot where I was going with it. I've told <laughs> there's some sort of connection. But uh, eating pussy is like drinking a Bud Light. Well, let me think about it. <laughs> I'll back myself into a corner with this one. Eating pussy is like drinking Bud Light, right? It's for her pleasure, right? Like Bud Light's a woman's beer. You know what I mean? Is a is a is a woman's beer. It's it's Bud Light is for women that haven't seen their fucking kid in a while and doesn't care, right? Like she's like four buds deep and she's like. Yeah, I don't think Johnny's coming back. It's been a week. <laughs> I think he went past the train tracks. I told him not to. I told him not to go past those train tracks. Never came back. Ah, we won't even file a missing report. We'll just we'll just stop claiming the child tax credit that they get. <laughs> oh no, no need to go on Doctor Phil and start the nationwide search party. That's the typical Bud Light drinker, right? So it makes sense why the company's sales tanked this month when they announced that they're putting a trans woman on the can. A trans on the can, if you will. A trans on the can with the rainbow. There's one, you know, there's one with the girl. And it's weird to put people on cans to begin with. Like, I never really see, like, a beer with, like, a sexy lady. You know what I mean? Like, which most people would, you know what I mean? Or you don't, you don't know where to see people on beer to begin with. But when, whenever companies do this, it's the go woke, go broke kind of initiative. So there's a trans girl. And she wasn't even that attractive, to be honest. And, I'm like, I'm very open-minded, right? I'm medium. You know what I mean? I'll try anything once. No, no, that's not what medium is. I'm down the middle, right? I'm, oh, I'm right on the line of uh, questioning myself and being so sure of myself of what you know, of what and self-actualization of what I actually am. I know myself, but at the same time, you know, get four Bud Lights in me, I might, I might just, I might just go that way. You know what I'm saying? But so I know a thing or two about transsexuality, and this girl wasn't that. Sexy, to, you know. She, she was on the can. Okay, again, I backed myself into this corner, but she was on the can, ugly, uggo. And then there's another can with the rainbow on it, and absolutely nobody liked this, right? Nobody liked this. It was so bad. Kid Rock took his MP5, which was strange that he even has a. It's a. It's a fucking German, you know. Assault is a German hybrid assault rifle. It's a fucking really. Really good. It's one of the best guns in Call of Duty. One of the best. One of the best. It's a great gun. Apparently, is in Call of Duty. That's all I 
I only know the guns in the digital realm. Uh, and he took his, his MP5 and he shot up a case of Bud Light in a redneck formal protest. And he posted the clip to Instagram, right? Yeah, he's like, this is what I think. And it was weird. I watched the video because I was doing the research. I had to watch the video. And Kid Rock, he's old. He's really old. And he's like, this is what, you know, I got all the, for all the Bush and for all the Budweiser, Bud Light, and Bush Witch. I don't even know the Bush Witch fucking beer company. Whatever the fuck that, the, the umbrella corporation that, that is under Bud. Or over, but I guess. He's like, yeah, I got something to say for you. And he just pulled out his gun. And it was it was cool. It was so cool. I love Kid Rock, man. He's a funny guy. He just guns down on a fucking case of beer, right? And he says, fuck, fuck Bud Light. Fuck that girl. And fuck everybody involved in making this bullshit. You stop pushing that woke bullshit. Kid Rock for life. And he, he fucking, he fucking... I don't know. He should have cracked open another beer though, and on that that video would have been cool if he, because then it immediately just pushed every all the redneck dummies into what, you know, what else to drink? Because, you know, when you, when you, when your average fan base is, you know, alcoholics, they they're not the brightest motherfuckers. They lost too many brain cells, you know, drinking it, drinking your product all day. Now. Ted Nugent, you know, also gets on the fucking Kid Rock, you know, bandwagon of, like, speaking out against how bull much bullshit Bud Light is. He oh, shit, there's my phone. Bud Light, you know, oh, sorry. He states that Bud Light is, he's, this is the, for what happened with the trans activists, that this is the epitome of cultural deprivation. <laughs> and he asked how can they give a middle finger to their core audience, the customers? <laughs> it's so funny how, like, the right wing are like, dude, you guys don't understand this. We hate transsexuals, dude. We hate the transgenders. We believe in freedom, motherfucker. But not that free. Not, not that much freedom. You don't let the kids go around chopping off their tits and their dicks, dude. <laughs> We're so up outraged. It's hilarious, man. It's it's hilarious on both sides, no matter what you see it. I think even that girl, whatever her name is, Dylan Mulvaney, Mulvaney, I think that girl probably could be, laugh at this. Because it's, it's an hilarious thing. Like There was a, a, a parody tweet that I seen. It said, uh, and it was from Bud Light, but obviously it's just some random dude with a username Bud Light with the L and the I, and there's an there's an underscore too. The under the underscore is a big giveaway as to parody tweets, but a lot of people fell for it and said, "All right, guys, we're we are we are now officially hating trans and gay people. Please buy our beer again." <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah, oh, they're coming back now. We don't want you." <laughs> We're too late. People, people are legitimately reading a parody and going, this is the world we live in. People are reading that and on Twitter and going like, yeah, f too late. Too so You're too late and too sorry, dude. You are, we're never drinking Bud again. Like, Kid Rock already shot, he already shot the pack of Bud, dude. It's over. You guys are finished financially. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Bud Light partnered with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney to promote their cans of beer to all of 0.04% of the world, right? How, there's not a lot of people that are trans to begin with. Not a lot of people that actually go through with the operation. And there's not a lot of people that actually come out on the other side because 51% of the uh, statistically are, are commit suicide within the first couple years of transitioning, so... It's a, it's a dying fan base you put yourself in. See, so of that point zero zero zero, whatever the percentage is of people in the world that actually go through with it, you're looking at like 50% of them die, like snapped like Thanos. They just, they end up killing themselves because the, the process is so grueling. There's a lot, there's a lot of misleading information and a lot of just full blanket, I guess, 
it's a white lie with doctors that don't tell the kids and, and people that are transitioning specifically what goes on and the fact that they will never a lot of the time they will never be able to reproduce a lot of the time they will never have fully functioning genitals they'll never you know be able to get you know if their tits are gone you'll never be able to get tits unless they're, you get fake tits and subsequently a lot of them end up looking worse like unless you have the the money that the the money to perform countless surgeries that are expensive hundreds of thousands of dollars in the year that you transition with all the hormone blockers and this and that to even get through it and come out on the other side alive after the tra- you you financially you're ruined and mentally you become a different person a lot of women once transition to men they realize it's all sex. You know what I mean? Like if you were to be a, a woman your whole life, and no, you're not. You're not always thinking about sex like a guy is. But the moment you start getting those uh, hormones and testosterone built in you, you immediately your quit your clit starts swelling up pretty much like you already have a dick. And you just want to fuck it. You just want to fuck. You just want to fuck, and it could be troubling, some troublesome for some of these uh, young girls. You know what I mean? Especially if they're transitioning at twelve. All of a sudden, you transition to a dude, and all you want to do is fuck and suck tits. You know what I mean? Or suck dick, whatever, whatever that, whatever that territory comes with. You might, you might, you could, you could be, you could be like a Caitlyn, transition and still enjoy the occasional twat, even though. Oh yeah, bitch. If Caitlyn likes twat so much, why doesn't she? Why doesn't she have one? You know. Question. Those are questions to be asked on the weekend. We break down the the fabric of uh, reality with questions like that. Uh, yeah. It's so strange, and has fucking. It's so strange, and has nothing to do with men drinking, right? This whole thing with Bud Light, it has nothing to do with dr- dudes just drinking at a bar. Like, n- unless it's like, this whole thing was like to get people aware. Like, companies do do this, right? Like, every now and then they just let the dude from Papa John's get on a train, a train of thought of like, just, hey, so what do you guys think about this whole Black Lives Matter thing, Papa John? What do you think? What do you think? What does Papa John's think? Papa John's is not approved of the lives of the, of the blacks. You know what I mean? They, they, they're niggers, man. <laughs> They're niggers, man. It's that's Papa John's. <laughs> Better ingredients, real ingredients, real niggers. Papa John's. <laughs> you can say it. He he earned it, right? <laughs> it's like if you go to jail, you know what I mean. You come back into society as a as a new man, but we all know you still you still murdered that that hooker on on April in April. In April of 2001. We all remember that, Larry. You know? Larry. Um, yeah. But it's so strange because this thing has nothing to do with men drinking at a bar. Men getting together, having... F- most of them... that Most of the people that drink Bud Light are dudes that flirt with the waitress at Hooters and order a pitcher of Bud Light because it's the cheapest drink. And it's... You can drink nine Bud Lights... And drive home you know what I mean it's a weak beer right the trans activist revealed Saturday that the beer company sent packs of Bud Light featuring the influencers face as a way to celebrate a full year of the girlhood that Melanie has reached now she's been a full year as a girl as transition fully now the jokes on Twitter Twitter are relentless man fucking Twitter they say it's a safe space, or at least it was until Elon Musk bought it. Now it's fucking. I mean, it was. There was always jokes on Twitter. They were just kind of hush hush. They were like put down in the algorithm. But now, a lot of this shit is like. There's brutal shit on Twitter nowadays. And I love it. I love it because I. I'm a fan of like fucked up shit. I even like people that are like really fucked up and and, and like mean it. <laughs> like if they mean it, like it's like. Like the the there's that rapper uh, Tay K, 
Tay Kane, the guy that the infamous rapper the that made the song The Race, he legitimately went on the run on Twitter. <laughs> He's like, Hey guys, fuck this court shit, fuck these dates, fuck the feds, I'm out of here. I'm doing the race, I'm running. And then he dropped a he dropped the best song he dropped the best song that fucking like that's that summer. <laughs> He's like, I'm on the run, running from the police. It's hilarious. You shouldn't do it. Any, any. It was on the run for murder. Granted, if there's any crimes that you will announce that you're running from, it's murder, right? Like it's murder's a lot worse than just saying, "Hey guys, I'm running away from the police right now." You know what I mean? There's, uh, you know, fleeing the the scene of the crime or murdering a guy. It's a lot worse. You get caught for murder, right? And even lying about it, right? But nonetheless, the Twitter jokes. Completely relentless, there's this pro skater, pro skateboarder, Taylor Silverman. She says Bud Light is a beer made for men who identify as little girls. I, I don't know. I don't believe that's true, you know. Bud Light makes beer for men who try to fuck little girls, then go do donuts in the fucking high school parking lot trying to impress them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Run around the, the fucking thing doing donuts, man. Bud Light, you know what I mean, is a funny... My buddy, Mitchie Moo, man, he has some ruthless jokes about fucking Bud Light. Like, out of nowhere, like, they were out of nowhere Bud Light jokes, right? Like, my buddy uh, my buddy Taylor, actually, well, all our buddies, you know, we're all mutual friends or whatever, but his little brother, Nathaniel, used to drink it. He used to drink it, and he was a scrawny kid growing up, right? He was this thin little guy. Uh... He'd say, man, stop. He'd tell him, stop drinking beer, man. That stuff will, that stuff will make you fucking gain. You know, it'll make you fucking lose weight. You're looking feeble. Your bones are weak. You know what I mean? Stop drinking Bud Light and you'll gain weight, dude. Like, this guy was like scrawny as fuck with no muscle, right? So he, it, it was just like a, it was almost like a fucking hazing of this his little brother like trying to get into the friend group. Like, there's always a, you know, the hierarchy and shit. But, even Mishra would just rip on him for fucking... It's like, he's stupid because he drinks Bud Light, dude. It was hilarious, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, his, yeah, his brother would call him stupid, and Mishra would go, Bro, you can't help it, dude. It's all the Bud Lights he's been drinking. Drink a real beer, bro. You know what I mean? You'd catch him drinking Bud Light one night in the dark in his room, and he'd go, Drinking Bud Light in a dark corner, dude, out of shame, dude. Does your mother know about this? <laughs> It was relentless fucking jokes about him drinking Bud Light. And he's like, I just like Bud Light, dude. Fuck out of here. Just kept telling him, drink a fucking real beer, dude. Anyways, Nathaniel stopped drinking Bud Lights eventually as he grew up and moved to Toronto with a pretty successful job, you know what I mean? And fucking helping business, you know, businesses uh, acquire better, uh, no, helping businesses train their uh, management skill, their management leaders in, in high level fucking businesses. Te the guy basically re does re fucking assurance classes and self confidence building shit with these fucking dummies that are too rich and have too much money to know what to do with. And he just, he does shit like that, I guess. And it goes to show you, man, if you, if you drink shitty beer, your life is so shit. That you have nothing to do but to complain about trans girl on the fucking can, dude. You quit drinking Bud Light, you can move to Toronto and be a fucking boss. I don't even know why they're complaining. You know, you get enough Bud Lights and a desperate man... And he'll fuck that one-year-old trans girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? And hey, wait. Wait a minute. What am I... You know, you can't complain. She's literally been a woman for one year. So technically, in the Bud Light consumer's dating pool, she's... She's... She's an option. <laughs> I really fucking stumbled over that one. I stumbled over that the way I was reading it. Oh, well. Yeah, st I stand by my... I stand corrected by my joke. The Bud Light audience would be rioting in the streets right now, but since they drink to drink, they switch to drinking a regular quality beer. 
they are beyond drunk, right? They're just, they're just passed out <laughs> on the streets. They're just, they, they want to riot. They want to be up in arms. They want to bring the MP5 and shoot their pack of Bud Light. But since they switched to drinking regular beer, they've just been slumped in the couch and they're throwing up in the washroom, you know what I mean? They are incapacitated like me a few nights back. You know, a few nights back, me and my buddy Todd got a 40 ounce of Kraken, right? Like that spiced rum, dark liquor. With the sole goal of me, him, and George finishing it by the end of the night. I never knew Kraken was 47%. That's just a little 7, 7% more than regular, regular alcohol, right? And we were fucked, guys. I gotta tell you, we were fucked. I ended up sleeping in the fucking stairwell. I was so drunk in my drunken stupor. I was like, we, we were about to finish it. We had the bottle at like two glasses left. There's like two shots left. And like, I was powering through it with the sole purpose of just trying to, we got to finish this. It's a, it's a legendary feat. Three dudes finishing a 40 ounce cracking in the fucking night, dude. But we couldn't, we couldn't do it. We were too fucked up. Uh, at one point, George was like pissed off at, the, and this is I don't know how, the legalities of this. So again, this is all hypothetical. Eh. But George was so fucked up. <laughs> we seen those like homeless dudes in the in the parking lot, fucking picking through the trash, and he started throwing like little things at them to try to fucking scare them, right? And they didn't move. Like they were just picking through the trash and. <laughs> I brought over a can of, like, canned goods that they gave me from Winnipeg Harvest. I don't know why. They thought I was, like, I guess I was going through. I was going through. When the banks banned me, I was going through a little bit of a, a tough time in my life. I wanted to identify as homelessness. Then I thought it's it's funnier to retire, so I'll just, you know, just it's, it's actually a lot cooler to retire than to, to be homeless. So I just went into retirement early in this. The bit, the bit works, right? But I was going to go into homelessness for a little bit uh, early on, but a couple months back, and they gave me these canned goods. Right? Yeah. Trying to, and it's horrible. It's horrible eating canned food. It's horrible. Fucks up your stomach. I'm a, I'm a steak and salmon guy. I'm back on steaks and salmon. Podcast is officially running again. It's horrible. I couldn't do anything. I, hadn't, I was lethargic. So I just kept a bunch of cans une uneaten. Uh, for for that night of, of throwing cans at ho the homeless from a, from Todd's fucking window. <laughs> That's the dumbest. In in your drunken mind, that makes sense. It's like yeah, yeah. We got we we gotta fucking gotta get them off of the, our property. They're fucking digging through the trash, dude. Throw some cans at the boy. We could have killed them probably. <laughs> like a can a can of fucking. Chef Boyardee hitting the dude in the back of the... It splits the... The dude's digging through the trash. And none of them even muscled up a like a chance to look up. This is what would happen. Throw a can on it, hit the street and explode, right? They'd look and go, huh. Is that, is that one of you guys? No? Didn't throw a can over the thing? No? Okay, back to... Dropped it. <laughs> They'd be chilling, ha having like a smoke or like still picking through like... Or once they got their thing, they're counting their loot of all of the whatever. I don't even know what they dig trash for. Whatever item, cool little items that people throw away. Like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta go through it. But they, like, were looking at their haul of what they stolen from the garbage. And then, like, <laughs> dude, George just dropped all the cans. <laughs> and it fell. Right beside, dude, it was like, if he, he moved to the left. But if he took that step and moved to the right, like, if just for whatever reason, it would have fucking split him on top of the head. And it would have fucking probably killed him. <laughs> we were so fucked up, man. We were so fucked up that it was like, yeah, damn. Well, we almost got him. <laughs> like, it, was, it was weird. And and it didn't even affect them. Because he, like, and he looked around after the, the can dropped. And he's just like, all right, well, back to, like, you know, making sure our hall's safe. We got to... You know, I mean, they didn't, it didn't register to them that we were, like, you know, dropping literal cans on the dude's heads trying to find... <laughs> it was fucked up, man. But it was all George's idea. It was all his idea. So, police, if you 
I mean, I just had the, I supplied him with the cans because I thought he was hungry. He's like, I want to fucking throw them at the homeless. He get, he, George gets really weird in, in, as far as like when he gets drunk, he gets a, like he gets aggressive and he wants to take it out on like very ser- psychopathic serial killer level. Like the start of a dude that just he's like angry, bitter, hospitable, mad. I don't know. He's mad that Ukraine is being invaded. He's a Ukrainian dude. He's just trying to get his fucking... He's just purging, I guess. He's just purging out some of that anger. Purging out some of that anger in the form of throwing fucking cans at the homeless. But again, if prompted by the police, we could easily say we were literally just trying to be nice to them. You know what I mean? People are that stupid in my city, people. Uh... Yeah, and uh, we ended up going to Saffron's finally. I mean, these guys, all throughout the podcast, they've been talking about it. They've been telling me, oh, we're going to take you out to Saffron's. We're going to take you out, dude. We finally went on a Good Friday, actually. Oh, no, no, not Good Friday. Saturday. So, Good Friday weekend. It's the whole thing. The whole fucking... The whole Monday to... Uh, Monday to Friday, or Friday to Monday. The whole weekend is the fucking... It's just a shit... It's a shit fest. You just get really drunk. Every holiday is just... You, you end up getting drunk and eating a lot of food at very nice restaurants or cooking a nice meal with your family. And getting drunk. You know what I mean? Getting fucked up. It's the holiday. It's what Jesus would have wanted when he risen. You know? It's what... Uh, well, what did the Jews believe in? Passover? It's what the... Passover. We're passing over this day because, listen, we can't mention Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is... Well, I'm back on salmon, so I'm healthy again, and I'm thinking. That's good. I put those fucking canned, canned goods and the ramen noodles. I, being home, I realized I, I was homeless for a little bit, technically. Not really. Not really. But, like, I was identifying as homelessness. And I got up into the point, like, having zero money, having bills call you all day... It's freeing up into the sense when and when you want to eat food, <laughs> right? When you want to eat good food, you go, I don't have any. <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> How am I paying rent? <laughs> How? Oh, they cut off my internet. Oh, they cut off my phone. Oh, well, they'll stop calling. And it's 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 almost getting up to the point of being a monk. And I see why monks like being completely isolated and doing absolutely nothing for 23 hours of the day and they get up and they I guess they eat and they do all their thing in, in one hour I think and then they meditate for years and there's dudes that haven't slept they just they're just in a constant state of meditation sounds culty to be honest but I'll tell you man it was it's fun doing nothing like just doing nothing and it's addictive too like you get into this habit of like just sitting back and going like not doing a podcast, not making music, I'm not fucking writing anything down, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing shit, I, well, I did just play video games all day, and fucking, like, surf the internet, and, like, getting into that infinite scroll, it's fun, it's fun doing it, but, like, to get out of it, it's so, like, it's, like, the deeper you get into it, the harder it is to get into it, it's, it's addictive to do nothing, and like when you do nothing all day and then you go and wake up one day and go, all right, I got to get one thing done. You're like tired. You're tired for the whole day. It sucks being homeless. I'll, for all the people that are too afraid to dip their toes in, you know, in the realm of being homeless, I got to tell you, it's not all that it's cracked up to be people. Stay out of there. Keep your home. Yeah, these are facts. This is a medium J fact, bro. Keep your home. Don't go homeless. You you wouldn't like it. You don't want you don't want a part of this shit. But it was it was almost like there was nothing to worry about other than money, right? Like everything else in life didn't matter. Like right now, I'm like I had to get a, a Red Bull. I had to get some smokes. I was like I had to write all this shit out. When you're homeless, you do nothing, dude. Your only thought is like, hey, man, when can I get that meal going? And maybe a, a fucking beer to fucking forget about my hunger pains. That's it. It is nice. It's freeing. And it's, it's fucking... 
the way uh, I guess mankind we've been homeless a lot longer than we've been homed and it's in our nature right um, but yeah what was I going with this oh yeah we finally went out to Saffron's man and there's the, the, the my buddies weren't lying man like I thought like I kept saying like dude you guys built it up to the point where it's in my head that it's it's so good that like my, I'm like I kind of wanted to I was there like with my arms folded like uh, how how good could this place be right because it's like you're almost getting drilled into your head that it's so good that you go you got to be the naysayer and I'm a contrarian or whatever I play devil's advocate or whatever and I go like there's no way that it's this good there's no way you know what I mean but once we got there atmosphere immaculate you know what I mean food there was amazing They've been in business for 33 years. I only know this because George thanked everybody in that restaurant. He like thanked everybody for the meal. He's like, this was amazing. He got he got bruschetta and ribs. I got the steak. Todd got the steak. The steak was fucking fire. It was actually like the one of the best steaks I had in my life. And like, I'm a steak guy. I eat quite a bit of steaks around the city. I would say that that steak... It had a, like a good smoked, smoky fucking delicious. I ordered a medium rare. Came out kind of well done. Came out almost, <clears throat> it was a little bloody, but it would have been nice, maybe a little bit more. I would have probably, I should have probably sprung for the rare. They cooked a little bit, but every restaurant has its own little quirks about them, so no big deal. Fucking, it was completely black smoked on the top it had that crispy smoked wood flake smoked wood like i don't know how they grilled it but it was fucking to perfection dude <clears throat> even though it wasn't as it wasn't as bloody as i wanted it it was still fucking like one of the best steaks i've had great meat and uh yeah george ended up thanking everybody in the restaurant including the owner and he started talking about him and he told him that they're in business for 33 years and it was weird, man, because he went around <clears throat> to the bar and lounge and even congratulated all the other people dining there. He's like, this is just random strangers, man. He just let them know they were making a fine choice at a fine establishment, man. White people, eh? <laughs> White people. He just thanked everybody. He's like, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's, I want to thank this chef. I want to thank the owner. I want to thank the waitress. I want to thank... You know, the people, the valet dude up front parking the cars. <laughs> this is weird, man. This is a weird thing to do, man. You know what I mean? And, and, and I might be crazy, but is that's a, that's a weird thing, isn't it? You know, but also, I was fucking high as shit. I took edibles right before we went, and I was rolling. You know what I mean? I was rolling on edibles. I was high enough to pick up, like, those minor social cues. I was like... Dude, why is he thanking everybody? Isn't that weird? And no one... I guess it was kind of like... George has boyish charm. He has that boyish, like... Impish kind of feel. Like, he's not threatening. He's not assuming. So, he, it makes it easy for him to talk to girls. And it's nice to hang out with them. Because we always end up chatting with girls for a long time. <clears throat> you know what I mean? The waitress was late. And she ended up... Uh, well, like, we went, like, as soon as it opened. Because we were... We were like fucking. Oh, well, we're old. No, I mean, I, I'm retired. We're old men retired, right? We show up everywhere as soon as the business establishment opens, like it's a McDonald's in the morning. Uh, so we, the waitress was late. Uh, we ended up waiting like 15 minutes or whatever for her to get a ride. And the, and we were waiting in the parking lot like fucking Jay and Silent Bob, but it's like you know Hank Hill and the boys. Just hanging out, and we had we had that bottle of fucking liquor sitting there, but we didn't drink any. We didn't have any cups. Uh, oh yeah, we were like listening to we were listening to Goodbye Horses. I just threw that on, and we were having a smoke outside waiting. And when the Ukrainian girl came up, she's a little Ukrainian waitress, right? She came up, sexy girl, very beautiful, and like she said, "Hello, boys. You've been waiting for me." Well, have no fear, I'm here, right? Very fucking flirtatious, right? And now, bear with me here, people of the podcast. I know I take 
ridiculous, like ridiculous stances. And this one's no exception, right? This one's a ridiculous stance. I, I know how crazy it sounds, but I have a sneaking suspicion that all Ukrainians are non-playable characters or NPCs in this world. If you, you know, NPCs, the gamer talk for non-playable characters, which is basically a robot, right? Basically like an artificial intelligence. Because this Ukrainian babe was all over us, but her eyes... In the eyes, there was nothing behind her eyes. Like, she was talking. Like, if you look into my eyes right now, right, on the YouTube podcast, like, I kind of look tired and hate. I'm hungover, right? But I'm still kind of, like, emphasizing what I say, kind of, like, you know, part- particularly articulate with the words that I, I say. And there's a lot of meaning behind my voice, right? There's emphasis and shit. This girl was, like just a robot talking she had no problem discussing her three cats with complete strangers dude and guess what her name was cat with a k she's it's got three cats and her name's cat she loves cats i got a wall of cats and dogs it it, it just it was it was weird how like it was weird how like there was no real bridge of like it was like instantly she just needs a friend <laughs> it was like a lonely and i think that's what ukrainians are they're like the 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 people you're waiting for is the main quest right they're the little village that you got to invade and you got to just take it over and ha- now you have a village of non-playable characters ready to do your bidding at any given point right she told us her life story and had this adorable little firm ass, man. It was like, it was nice and shapely. She was scrawny, like she was this little scrawny babe with an immaculate ass, right? It was like supple, juicy, flat, flat chested. She was skinny, skinny little girl. Nice, she had this nice little tattoo of uh, like, I don't even know what it is, if it's like this, maybe a Greek god or something like that, where it's like, some sort of mythical god. I mean, the Greek gods, they have hundreds of gods, right? But she had this one, and it had, like, instead of Medusa has snakes for hair, it was this cute little bit. The girl was attractive on her arm. And she's an attractive girl. She had an attractive girl painted on her arm. I was like, her her hair was a scorpion. Like, it, it looked it perfectly, like, it almost looked like her braids were, like, in and in the shape of a scorpion with a tail around her head or some, sh- it was cool as fuck, man. And she seemed like a badass chick, right? No, like cute little nose ring. Oh fuck, Ukrainian babe, blonde chick, you know, model, thin, shapely ass, friendly, tall girl. Ukrainians make fucking, they make good babies. They make beautiful people. But uh, she ended up rattling off her whole life like it was a Chad GPT. You know what I mean? Like a long list. She told a long enough story to be titled, to make a a book titled Cat with Cats, right? Like it was just, like we are at at several points of her talking. She had to go, sorry. And I remember going like, I think, you know, it's okay. You don't have to come back to the conversation because the phone was ringing twice. It happened twice. She was, sorry, I'll come back. Get the, and I think the second time she just stopped because like, I was just like, it's kind of weird. Like I'm like, you know what I mean? There's enough, there's enough talking to the waitress. But yeah, my episode, push Putin pushing P, much like Nostradamus, has predicted the Ukrainian women coming in droves over the border and leaving their men in Ukraine for whatever BS lie the government has been currently spreading. You know what I mean? You may feel a certain way about everything going on in the Ukraine as of late, but let me discuss with you fine fans of the weekend show in as safe of a place I can, you know, in a safe manner, if you will. The Ukrainian waitress, when prompted that she was Ukrainian, we asked that, had absolutely no problem basically bragging that she's glad she wasn't there. 
and never been there. She's like, I'm so I'm so thankful I'm not there. I don't have anything to do with those people. I'm like, what? She did this too. She went. I'm good. I I'm good. You know what I mean? And it's like the typical shit Ukrainians are known for, right? This is Ukrainians, the one race that has absolutely no emotion for for anybody else other than themselves. Ukrainians, right? The Ukrainians. The emotion of in Ukraine, in Ukraine, the the emotion empathy has been completely wiped out from their DNA, man. My buddy George has no idea how to even picture someone else's feelings, or let alone thought process. Right? I read somewhere that in the top one percent of the dumbest people in the world, about seventy percent of those dummies have no clue as to even gauge another person's thoughts and emotions. I'm pretty sure that 1% is all of Ukrainians. That's all of Ukraine. You just can't, they just can't process it. They can't stop and think for one second just how Putin feels. You know what I mean? Like an ex standing on the border with a boombox. Putin's playing, baby, come back. Baby, come back. I can't do a Russian accent. I wish I could. I, I would. I would. Buy. I would bomb the shit out of that Russian accent if I did it. <laughs> like Putin, you know. Mm. Ah. Yeah. It's almost as if all of Ukraine has been drinking nothing but Bud Light. 